Hello everyone, welcome to the fourth episode of the Bengaluru Citizens Podcast. As always, I'm your host Puneet. Today we've got two special guests joining us, Akio Fernandez from the OISC and uh, Katie. I can't say much more than that. Hi guys. Hey. Hey man. Hey. Uh, the third voice was Sandil's. Um, we've also got Sandy back in the house from Namo Bengaluru SC. Sandil of course has some experience with our people in the Middle East, seeing how he mostly grew up there. If you guys want a refresher on that, listen to episode 2 of the podcast where he made his first appearance. And coming to our two special guests, I think you can recognize these two not by their names but by their Twitter handles. At uh, BlueWolf underscore 09 is Akio's and at ManCityKD is Katie's. They've both got a massive backing on Twitter and if you aren't following their accounts yet, you should. They've both been to the Etihad and had the privilege of seeing our club play. So, it's a big privilege. And yeah, now I'm sure the global city fan base has breathed a huge sigh of relief on Monday when we learned that we were exonerated from the Champions League ban by the verdict given by the Court of Arbitration for Sport. And now this is a piece of news which might have us rejoicing, but it has rival fans seething at the moment, which I personally love, you know. And we at the Bengaluru Citizens felt no other topic deserves as much attention as this one. So this episode will be all about that. KD here is our subject matter expert with the legalities of the topic. He's got a master's degree in arbitration and has written his thesis on the CAS. And now, KD, I'm sure there are a lot of fans out there who aren't clear about the details of this entire article. Maybe you can tell us in brief and, you know, in simple terms about this whole saga, how it came about, how it is concluded now. Just the facts of the case. We'll come to opinion later. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the thing is, the funny thing is uh, about this entire case. Uh, first of all, everyone should know that all sports contracts, uh, in Europe especially, uh, mostly around the world, uh, maybe not in America, but mostly around the world, uh, they have a clause which uh, takes them straight, which say that if you have any dispute uh, between the governing body and a, a club or a sports team, or between two sports teams, or you know, between any two, uh, any two sporting uh, entities, uh, the case goes straight to CAS, which is the court uh, of, uh, for arbitration for sport. Okay, and uh, what that essentially is, it's a, it's a private court, where which what people don't understand is that you choose who will arbitrate, who will judge you. Okay, so if you and I are two teams who have a dispute with each other, you will be choosing one uh, arbitrator judge, I will be choosing one arbitrator judge, uh, they have a list of 80 plus judges who we can select from and those two judges that we each elect will be choosing the third uh, the third judge so uh, you know anyone who's saying that uh, who's making those uh, claims those crazy claims are that uh, we're bribing and this that is it's nonsense because because one of the judges is literally elected by UEFA is not elected by us so they have chosen the judge anyway so the basic matter, the, what happened is what went wrong in this entire thing is the football leaks. Uh, the Rui Pinto, that uh, hacker who's now uh, con- not convicted, he's under trial. He's out on bail apparently right now. Yeah, he's out on bail apparently. He leaked those documents and they actually showed a lot of uh, evidence against a lot of clubs. Uh, there was evidence against Bayern Munich. There was evidence against Manchester United, which showed that they had. Uh, 
created a ghost game where they paid uh, Monaco uh, 4 million uh, extra while uh, signing uh, Radamel Falcao on loan uh, the on that there was no debate on that wrote uh, stuff about uh, Bayern Munich uh, I I'm not, I'm, I don't remember exactly but there was some stuff about Bayern Munich also there uh, there was a lot of stuff about PSG but somehow none of that uh, you know none of that got uh, taken over there was only one club which was targeted heavily by the media and by uh, uefa and by the the cartel clubs we like to call uh, you know the ones who have their heavy presence in uefa uh, it was just us it was man city and uh, everyone else was ignored everyone else was forgotten about and uh, we were picked up by uefa and uh, an investigation was started by uefa against us by premier league against us by fa against us so a lot of people started their investigations and fifa fifa was already investigating us for something else which was related to the signing of uh, youngsters so we were under we uh, under investigation by four different entities and uh, of course fifa uh, let us go uh, with a small fine i think and uh, i think the fa also didn't find anything so there was just two investigations left there was uefa and uh, and uh, the premier league now the funny thing about ffp is the viola- what violation we made is uh, we already we were already uh, found guilty of FF- violating ffp in 2013 or 14 14 and yeah 14 and uh, we were already uh, given a fine for it and reduced our players from 25 to 21 in the champions league a squad and uh, we did that and we even got most of a fine back like we it was a fine which was paid and then returned so it was something that we had already been found guilty of and why we were found guilty of it uh, the rules were changed that's a different topic is a different like it's a completely different area we won't get into it right now but uh, the point is that now again after these leaks uh, we were being tried for something that had already been checked so uefa had all our documents they had all our accounts they found it, they found that we had violated ffp that means we had spent more than what we had earned essentially that okay. was the basic basic problem and we had paid a fine for it so you've gone through all our accounts you've gone through all our uh, you know the uh, what we've released and given you and you found no problem and you found some problem in what our earnings and spending was and you gave us a fine for it and we paid it and we move on now they are use the emails to start an investigation against us they don't use the similar emails uh, against psg citing that 5 years have passed Uh, so we can't ban PSG because uh, five years have passed. It's a different. It's a f- another funny thing that uh, the PSG president has recently come on the executive committee of UEFA. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, I don't understand how this organization works without uh, consistently people citing conflict of interest. Because every other place on every other organization of, uh, in the world has a has a problem if there's a conflict of interest. In UEFA, there is no such problem. I don't know why. but uh, so anyway so going further from that uh, initially when we the investigation started city denied we said we have we have no we have no fault and we are we have completely correct accounts and everything there has been no disguising of funds and uh, the initial reports were uh, sam lee had uh, taken out a report that we would not get banned by uefa either now or after appeal and we were all very positive we were all giddy and uh, we were all uh, you know getting loud on social media and then boom i got a twi- uh, whatsapp from my friend and i clicked it and i was just shocked one day what has happened 
but uh, city immediately refused they immediately went against it and uh, i was not 100% sure because till you don't know what evidence uefa has exactly what evidence city has no one can actually say anything about it no one actually does know anything about it till the last day but city i knew city would go to cas uh, then there was a lot of talk about how they would go to cas and if we fail at cas or if uefa fail at cas they'll go to swiss courts uh, what i've read and what i've studied i mean i'm not uh, that uh, i'm experienced actually uh, i have a masters but i don't have those years and years of experience but uh, what when you go to cas uh, and you get a award arbitration award you can go to the swiss court uh you know some city fans were like we'll take uefa to swiss court and all that as well but uh, the swiss court does not adjudicate on the merits of the case they're not going to talk about uh, the evidence i mean they're not going to talk about whether we did uh, disguise funds or no they only discuss whether the arbitrary arbitration process was correct there was no procedural error during the cas arbitration or the award does not violate public policy okay so neither of those things are going to happen in our case so swiss court was out of the question since day 1 it was cas or bust okay so okay. either cas acquitted us i mean exonerated us or we were uh, done okay so okay. that was pretty much the gist of it now i'll let you guys continue with the more more stuff yeah yeah so you, i mean like you just mentioned if the ban had stood if we were banned from the champions league for two seasons that would have been disastrous for us right i mean akio the ramifications would have been huge what, what do you think what do you think yeah the been? yeah the ramifications would have definitely been huge i mean i'm not i'm not going to go into the technicalities of it as kd did he's of course an expert in that but uh, unless uh, unlike our uh, rival managers like klopp and jose and our dear rival fans uh, i'm not i'm not that educated in the topic of this i've done my reading for months now but uh, of course i'm not very well versed with the technicalities of it but we would have definitely struggled with uh, the consequences of the case if we had to lose it right from um, players having second thoughts on where they have to go and uh, losing sponsorship deals and so much more but um, i think any smart intellectual person uh, who's been following the case and who's been listening to how confident and vocal how owners and management have been would be confident from day one because from whatever i've read uh, of course you don't want to speak about it as a city fan with our history of bottling things and uh, messing up at the last minute you don't want to bring that out in public but there were a lot of city fans that were confident uh uef ufas um, ffp case and the whole ruling was flawed from the beginning uh yeah. it's like how me and kd have discussed this on twitter as well about how they came up with the whole framework and structure for ffp and then uh, city actually passed all those uh, city passed that complete test and then they just um restructured ffp and came out with a new form of it which city failed so that itself was a bit dodgy uh the ufa president actually coming out in december 2018 and talking about a ban was also dodgy how can you just talk about a ban um like 2 years before the actual investigation happened so that is something that even city brought out in their uh, case even they were speaking about how it was a very uh, well structured and organized attempt at taking city down because you know the clues just pointed to it right from the start 
and um, on my old account i did i did write about how uf ufa wouldn't have the guts to put a case against city simply because city would open a whole you know a whole new world of corruption and everything that happens behind the scenes and yeah i stuck by that statement and i lost that account so i lost that statement as well but i did make it again when we got banned in february i put out a statement again saying that it seems that ufa have decided to go ahead with the deal i don't know if the big clubs have pushed them but i never expected them to ban us but now that they've banned us welcome to hell so that was my statement uh, i stuck by it i got a lot of stick for it but at the end of the day we won the case and uh, it's safe to say that we are now slowly making our way into the elites of football yeah certainly that you know we still have a small 10 million fine that we have to pay because it's reduced from 30 million and also right. the potential losses not going to the champions league for two seasons but you know uh, kaldun al mubarak our president is a solid guy and uh, sandy actually knows him very well from his time in the uae and uh, they say that this 10 million fine is because we actively blocked investigations you know and a lot of people are perceiving us as guilty because we are still paying fine so yeah. sir maybe you can clear that up for us yeah uh, basically the, the the way the 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 evidence leaks to the fact that we've you know blocked the investigation and we've made it difficult uh, we've not furnished the evidence on time etc etc and uh, that is typical right when you have these kind of lawsuits you're basically trying to prove and you're trying to make sure that uh, you know you have the right data in place so that people can make those decisions so i think man city officially released a statement and said look we are going to we've noted the decision we are going to move on that um, while it is a victory for us in terms of our participation in europe um there is still a fine there is obviously some element of wrongdoing that the court has turned on our part in terms of how we uh, kind of blocked evidence on that but knowing kalun and knowing how the the big picture right this is for them a speed bump in the in the journey towards getting into the european elite and uh, it's 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 really interesting when you think about it it's not just i mean there are so many rival fans that are coming and saying um, oh but you're still guilty uh, what are you guilty of i mean let's go into details and understand what exactly are we talking about um and somehow it's perceived that uh, man city is a more corrupt organization than uefa somehow it's perceived that oil money is corrupt and the money that the other clubs pump in is is crystal clear that's absolutely yeah. ridiculous we, we we all know right that we, 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 it's a question of time for all these leaks eventually surface and you can see that happening again and again i mean liverpool for instance have been trying to hack our database and they did successfully hack that and there was an out of court settlement for that so it's very strange when you paint one club like you know you can paint them in milk and the other one is uh, the pinnacle of evil um in a way it's nice to see the other fans react that way because like pep said we deserve to be here we show them on the field um so you want to talk about us talk about us and then do it in front of us and play on the field um i, I think he was great that he said that yeah we'll come to pep in a little bit but you know the club has always maintained that this is a premeditated attack on uh, man city you know and i think blocking the investigation is also part of that because they always knew that they were going to 
right so that's what kalpit always maintains and will any comment on that yeah i mean that's that's the case if you look at it and and i think kerry uh, talked about it very briefly this is designed to shut the other clubs out this is literally that there is very little fair about ffp it's designed to keep clubs like us out of uh, out of the european league and that sucks because you know it's, it's it's about if you look at the investments we've made if you look at the academy if you look at everything that we've done um the idea is really to be able to participate uh, in europe and at a big level so there is no reason why that kind of uh, hacking and that kind of uh, illegal way of receiving the documents should ever ever you know be treated uh, as a as a whistleblower or something like that um i think khaldun has been pretty clear uh, to answer your question that right? he's been crystal clear that uh, we have not done anything wrong and whatever blocking of the investigation was done was basically the response to how the evidence was obtained um so i i guess that puts that to bed and we should just focus on now winning in europe yeah winning in europe and you also mentioned the good phrase we are trying to enter the european but uh, the already existing european are seeming to actively block us out of that entrance you know they just don't want us to enter there's always been talk for european super league and uh, agnelli was the president of the european clubs association within uefa has also maintained that a club like atlanta for example if they have one season they don't deserve to rub shoulders with the best clubs mm-hmm. right so, yeah Yeah, you know, I'd I'd like I'd like to say something about UEFA and all this. It's just gonna come to you. So, you think what do you what do you think is the motive behind this move by UEFA? You know, is it an association? No, it, 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 all, it all comes down to the simple fact: how can you have an organization which exists to govern clubs in consistent competition? Okay, in such a heavy conflict of interest. how can you have present members of the juventus board inside the executive committee of uefa how can you have the present uh, president of psg inside the executive committee of uefa how can you have an ex united ceo uh, in in uefa how can you have an ex liverpool uh, you know some uh, board member in uefa it it's it makes no sense to me. how when all these clubs are consistently under competition with each other not just on the pitch this is very heavy financial competition that is taking place uh, it's 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 sports competition it's financial competition it's emotional competition uh, between thousands and millions of people and why these few clubs have this monopoly inside the organization which governs everyone now these people inside uefa are in my opinion looking after their own interests of the clubs that they represent people liter- these clubs literally have representatives in uefa who run uefa it is it's crazy why did ffp not exist for hundreds of years and yeah. as soon as you see uh, a small uh, you know a small time club according to many uh, manchester city you know the the noisy neighbors uh they suddenly become powerful and just become rich overnight and now they are dominating uh, the premier league so these people sit down and they devise a plan okay how do we devise a plan which doesn't seem like 
it's going to be stopping uh, it's targeted at stopping man city or psg or whatever um but it seems like we're doing good but in reality we're not doing good which is protecting our private interests okay and they did exactly that hmm. they brought out ffp which is i just read somewhere today that 10% of the 92 clubs in england or something have gone under administration or uh, something like that i'm not, yeah. I'm, i'm not i'm not sure about that i have to fact check that but there have been clubs which have gone under administration so under under ffp no one should be going under administration it should protect them how are clubs united under 450 exactly. million or something debt allowed to function without any any consequence but uh, man city who have owners who just want to invest into their club just like roman abramovich did a few years ago inflation adjusted 2005 2006 chelsea window is the most highest spending is the highest spending window in history okay and he could do it free of cost uh, his ca- in fact mm. uh, there have been instances where roman abramovich has uh, you know given a loan to chelsea uh via another company and uh, same with liverpool their fsg gave them a loan and then wrote it off no no consequence no 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 action no no media frenzy nothing two two articles three articles uh all debatable and uh, you know the thing about man city is they're not in here to bring down other people they're not here to take other people to court they just want to have a fair fair uh, ground where they can do they can just do what everyone has been doing for hundreds of years juventus 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 is an amazing club for to give an example milan and juventus uh, they went down for match fixing okay uh, they were convicted for match fixing yeah uh, they have been no milan has been known to spend overspend beyond anyone and everyone in their peak years uh, no there is no there was no there was no like no media frenzy against them despite being clubs with such a shady history you know what i mean mm-hmm. and what did man city do wrong mm-hmm. what did we do wrong no no we got new owners or oh, we got won the lottery okay we won the lottery okay we won the lottery now what uh, we we got an owner who's investing into the club the end the problem is not the fact why psg has been taken into the executive com- uh, committee and man city did not lobby to do the same khaldun can be in the executive committee if he lobbied well you think he can't do it uh, he can do it but the thing is city since the day sheikh mansoor bought the club he wanted a philosophy at the club he wanted that i am investing this much money into this club so that it can become become a healthy self sustaining uh, business entity along with a passionate and a ideal football club which plays with whose brand becomes synonymous with beautiful football that was the idea and we have succeeded at that immensely immensely yeah. you think you, you know people say oh your sponsorships are inflated now puma puma sap uh, vix uh, and and so many other 30 40 sponsorships that we have which are just regular companies uh, are paying us so many millions and millions and millions of uh, pounds they, are, are these companies owned by sheikh mansoor no maybe it's just a good investment which he made he bought the club for what like 200 million or something and it's worth what some reports say 3 billion or something now the entire cfg yeah and uh, it's just a great investment yeah. and it, what's come out of it is football which is so 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 good to watch it's so good to watch that the, our game versus southampton was the highest ever watched game or something like that Because in the world people, yeah where people want to watch such good stuff as simple as that this is what they set out to do and this is what they've done this he said he doesn't want a, a team of all stars he wants uh, something for the you know something for the future and that's what we have become 
and uh, the other club they can't do it they can't do it because our club has a un- unilateral thinking one one idea across across top to bottom across uh, manchester melbourne yeah. uh, japan uh, mumbai uh, uruguay uh, new york city fc everyone has a same ideal girona we all are going to come through the same ideals the entire organization is uh, coming across with the same unilateral idea and uh, these guys um, uh, you know uh, in their clubs they have board members they have uh, different different employees who are all different thinking differently they all have problems with each other so there's such b- broken entities from inside like arsenal for example is such a broken entity a totally broken club uh, which uh, you know the owners are not interested in the game they're only interested in how much money they make these old clubs will always make money because they are just so popular then it, it, it's never going to change because manchester united can never die because manchester united since we were kids it was the only uh, only club broadcasted on tv it was the only club winning it was the only club with shops which sold jerseys literally i didn't even watch football as a kid i i was into cricket so i didn't even watch football but everyone i knew was supporting manchester united and then the the honorary years came the 2003 suddenly everyone started supporting arsenal then uh, roman uh, abramovich bought chelsea suddenly everyone started supporting chelsea i have a friend who says i started supporting liverpool in 2005 when they won the champions league that's just how it works so everyone got a chance to do it except when city started doing it they got scared they said okay now the now the club is closed uh, no one should be allowed inside so we have to do whatever it takes to stop man city from uh, uh, from joining the joining our club we are not going to allow it Uh, somehow they allowed PSG because the lobbying levels and they felt okay we are not threatened by the French league uh, it's irrelevant uh, the premier league clubs don't feel threatened the la liga clubs don't feel threatened they don't care they feel threatened by the premier league because the premier league 10th club is uh, probably more relevant than the second club in the bundesliga so it's it's just it's just what we have the potential to become with scared uefa with scared all these clubs the the ones who run uefa in complete conflict of interest and that is what has led to the starting of ffp that what that is what led to our first ban which like akio said like first we were we complied with ffp then they just changed the rules so they make sure we fill it and uh, then the, the that's what the football leaks everything the football leaks is not just happen magically why would a man hack emails to go to jail to prove owners invested in their business it's the stupidest thing i've ever heard Like, if you want to hack someone's emails, hack, hack terrorists, hack the CIA, hack, hack, hack people who affect the world. Not an owner investing into his own business. It's so, it's so daft. Uh, it's not worth going to jail for, definitely. Uh, so, uh, you know, why did they, they did all this? It doesn't make. Uh, I mean, this whole conspiracy just clearly points out to the simple fact that they don't want us to grow. They are scared of our growth rate. They are scared how our fan base is increasing. They are scared of the football we play, the amount of trophies we are winning, the amount of players who are willing to join us despite us actually not paying as many as much salary as United and uh, some other clubs are these days. This entire ploy is nothing but something to stop Man City from becoming or entering the elite. and absolutely bad because right now some of these big clubs this european elite they're better for brands than they are football teams and 
that doesn't seem to affect anything they just need to the name and the history you know that's one jive that's thrown at city fans all the time you haven't got yeah. any history so but um, you know uefa obviously had definitely had an agenda against us and they haven't been successful in this attempt but i mean city fans personally i think we have even more reason to boo the champions league anthem now before <laughs> game so okay yeah think? i mean i think a lot of points that i wanted to bring out was brought up by kd but i'm just going to like reemphasize on the same thing again uh i think like it's it's just like they said and it's just like you said these are big brands that have established themselves for years they are well known brands all over the year all over the world everybody knows their names and i think the basis like the whole foundation of why they have an agenda against us is because we are turning into the exact same thing we are becoming a household name manchester city is becoming a global name and slowly we are reaching the same level they don't want to see us at that uh, they don't want to see us at that same platform so they are obviously going to try as much as they can to bring us down i mean if you just look if you just look at i mean i'm not going to again i'm not going to go into technicalities but you just look at the club we are generating look at the balance sheets of the last couple of years we are like generating record revenues uh, we are making insane amounts of tv money i think somewhere in 2016 17 uh, we had made like 204 million or something like that from from the premier league and the champions league only through tv money 204 million that's enough to cover the transfers of ederson bernardo almost 80% of the players that we bought in that season um we are winning trophies and we are we are getting paid to win trophies there is a amount of money that you get when you win trophies um we have excellent match day revenue we have good merchandise revenue we have good global revenue all this i mean i'm not talking out of my nose here all this is in actual figures and actual balance sheets of the club um if you i mean forget about that's the thing that they're scared about they're just scared that we uh I think the notion that they had when Sheikh Mansoor came into England and took over the club was that this is just some random rich dude who has a lot of money and he's just going to throw bags around until he probably doubles his uh, value of his club and then he's just going to leave them high and dry. I think that's the idea that everyone had and they didn't take it seriously and we can't blame them because in the beginning uh, there was a lot of work a lot of groundwork that had to be done. Uh, man city was swimming in debt uh, was swimming in debt there was a lot of um, dead wood floating around and of course there was a lot of money that was needed to you know transform and renovate that whole club so i think in the beginning when clubs were just throwing big amounts of money at players like robinho and all that they thought that that's just going to be our model we are just going to throw big amounts of money and that's all we're going to do and eventually it will be very easy to catch us off guard and finish us off and put us down but what we've done in the last decade or so is slowly transformed into a revenue making machine we have turned into a self sustaining club we don't really rely on sheikh mansoor's money anymore people will keep saying oil money and arab money but that's just outdated talks this is not 2008 this is not 2010 this is 2020 we are making like and just like kd said um, we have global sponsors like puma nissan gatorade cisco these companies are paying us millions and millions of pounds a year just to be our sponsors uh nexon tires uh what is nexon tires like what 10 alphabets we have been paid 10 million pounds a year just to have 10 alphabets on the side of our sleeve so the whole 
talk of arab money and all that is really really outdated because right now we've turned into a self sustaining model and leave aside all the money that we are getting from sponsors trophies revenue we have also there also for the last 2 3 years we've been playing super smart with cutting out costs and saving a lot of money um if you've noticed uh, liverpool and manchester united have actually crossed us in terms of their wage bills uh we are not the highest we don't have the yeah, highest wage while, bill in the premier league yeah for for a while now uh, they've slowly crossed but obviously you're not going to hear that in the media because it doesn't suit their agenda at all um a lot of the media will talk about the amount of players that pep has bought and the amount of money that he's just been throwing around but come on when pep to the came to the club he inherited the oldest uh, premier league squad in the premier league by average age almost 60 to 70% of the club was 30 years older he let go of all four full backs he let go of two center backs he let go of both the keepers he let go of a couple of midfielders and wingers he let go of two strikers so what exactly do you want him to do do you want him to promote 15 players from the academy rather than buy players it's ludicrous like it makes no sense but if you um i mean like any manager in the world is nothing without the players even klopp let's be honest uh why did it, why did it not work out for klopp for such a long time it didn't work out because he didn't have the players to suit his system as soon as he got that 250 to 300 million in the last three seasons and got the players like van dijk firmino sala alisson he was able to deliver so again it's someone who had the money and was able to deliver but you know like a lot of people will just look at the amount of money that guardiola spent but have you ever looked at the amount of money that we've earned in these last couple of years just have a look have a rough look at the amount of money we've made from transfers we've made about almost 300 million in just the last four seasons that uh, pep has come to city 300 million close to 300 million in sales and again that's something that you don't hear about in the media because it doesn't suit their agenda um 500 uh, what happened in december right now the corona virus has uh, hit everyone businesses are affected everybody is uh, crawling the floors for money people people like uh, big giants like bayern munich are saying we don't have money we are going through financial uh, situation and blah 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 and sheikh mansoor in december sold 10% of the cfg group for 500 million dollars we are i mean while everybody is running around begging for money this guy has made a smart move and we have we are sitting on a pile of 500 million dollars right there so i mean if you just take all this into consideration that's what they're scared of that's what they are completely scared of they must have thought initially that this is just going to be some guy throwing money and he's going to leave and it'll be easy to take him down but they are now scared because we uh, see sheikh mansoor knows what he's doing kaldun mubarak knows what he's doing chiki and feran they know exactly what they are doing from uh, from the day sheikh mansoor stepped into the camp no about uh, 12 to 13 years i'm not sure exactly when it was from the moment he saw that barcelona team from the moment he saw their style of football from the moment he saw the club from the inside and they were working he he just it just came to his mind and he just said i want to do this i want to create this i want to buy a club i want to take someone who deserves it and turn them into this model and he's done it over the years he has invested millions and millions into facilities have you seen the amount of jobs that people in manchester have got just because of the kind of employment he's created no the media is not going to show you that is the media going to show you the amount of money that um, is the media going to show you the amount of players that city has signed from around the world young guys who are 18 19 17 
has shaped them molded them and now we end up selling them for prices like 20 million 25 million we are making five times the profit on these players these are the sides that the media does not want to show you they don't want to show you this because they don't want to create the narrative that manchester city is turning into a superpower manchester city is turning into an elite elite team and manchester city is going to be on the same platform as manchester united liverpool your arsenal and this is what they're scared of they don't want us to reach that platform they know they are running out of time they know that manchester city is actually making money they are actually becoming a superpower and they are having fewer and fewer reasons to take us down maybe 10 years ago it was super easy to take us down but now the kind of club that we have become from top to bottom left to right it's becoming impossible and they are getting scared they know that they are running out of time and they are going to try their best uh, there's also a pl investigation going on immediately after the cas call um the clubs got on call straight away and were talking uh, martin samuel had uh, from the daily mail had reported that wolves actually dropped out of the call even though they were part of the initial uh, clubs that had signed for city to be banned yeah they dropped out of the call and now it's uh, it's, it's the same eight but without wolves and uh, they are already discussing about how they can move next and get us the pl they won the pl investigation because apparently the pl is not doesn't have the same uh, restrictions as ufa like the time barred thing and all of that so let's see i mean cheaters never prosper if we are really cheaters just like pep said we are going to expect we are going to accept our um, we are going to accept our punishment we are going to accept our ban and we are going to take it as we should like grown men but until then i don't think anyone has any substantial basis to talk about us whatever we've been doing is out there in the open we are doing everything clean we are doing everything right and we will catch up with you we will reach the same platform yeah sooner yeah. rather than later actually yeah pep which you spoke about some some time ago um pep as a manager he's just come out swinging he was just waiting for the cas verdict to come for uh, our innocence to be proved in a court of law and now he's just come out swinging and he's giving statement after statement and he's generally a quiet guy on topics which are not related to the football that from his time at barcelona and at bayern munich but now he's incredibly vocal about it and he's creating this us versus them mentality in the club and uh, he's defending them at every step he's saying we're doing everything right like yeah. you mentioned with you so sandy what do you think you know i'm pretty sure this us versus them mentality that he's making and building i think it will push us further as a club and you know make us a proper unit yeah absolutely so, i mean that's how and- pep rolls he, he he fires the team up and he uses all these events and incidents and and situations to to fire the team up right he's he's done that in the past as well we've all seen the amazon documentary and it's it's pretty pretty evident how he does that i think that's needed you know one of the things that i love about uh, city and and if you see our 2017 18 season we have that winning mentality the 90 90th minute goals 80 80th minute fergie time kind of sterling goals we really know how to win um, it's a shame we haven't won in europe yet and we'll figure that out but we are not one of those clubs who bottle it time and time again um, anymore there is obviously a level of unpredictability which is a bit charming the typical city but otherwise i think um, that's that's the mentality we need in the club and uh, that's the mentality that pep is going to bring in uh, as well 
I think Akio, to kind of talk about you, you, you briefly touched upon that as well, and people are scared. I think Pep yeah. wants that. I, I think Katie also talked about that very briefly. Pep wants that kind of uh, mentality where people are scared of us, and half the match is won even before they come out of the field, right? What, what do you guys think? I uh, I personally think this uh, this uh, gas result that we got in our favor uh, is just going to scare people even more. because everyone knows everyone knows that uh, the entire elite of europe it's not just uefa the entire elite of europe went against us and they just could not beat us they just could not beat us hello Are you guys there sorry yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so they tried really hard and they gave it their all they gave us the biggest possible punishment two years ban two years ban from the champions league 100 million loss every year star players may or may not leave some were saying we'll stay no matter what but you don't know how it goes uh, new players may or may not sign sponsorship deals may or may not hold uh, pep may or may not stay Uh, the reputation damaged for years and years to come. But if you, we can get over match fixing, we can get over anything. But it was going to be the two years ban was going to extend damage for at least double that. For at least four years, our club's progress would be pushed so back down that it would take I don't know how long, like a complete start from scratch, to build everything up. So yeah, this cast. Cas decision was so important for us. Like I know all of us was just like like it was the one of the like it was like a UEFA Champions League final, which I haven't felt yet. But I assume uh, that would this is how it would feel, or it would be like any of the 2012 uh, the the day the Guero uh, the QPR game, or the now right now the Brighton game, or like how it it was like that. It was it was the nerves were crazy. It was crazy, and the relief was just amazing. uh and you know the thing is about the premier league investigation uh, we we're just talking about it uh, what are they going to investigate us on while the premier league wants to investigate us on violating a uefa law for which we have been exonerated <laughs> so what is that what are they going premier league is no ffp premier league is no ffp to anything okay premier league has no financial fair play so even if you do get banned uh, if you violate financial fair play it never affects the premier league if you get uh, a, trans, a, a tra- you know sometimes you get a champions league uh, there's some players you can't play in the champions league you can sign them and play them in the league like uh, you know how barca signed coutinho he could not play the champions league because of the champions league rules but uh, he played in la liga so like yeah. what has the european uh, the uefa law got to do with the premier league and now we have been exonerated from that accusation so what is the premier league even investigating us for anymore <laughs> and also i didn't mention about this the 10 million fine that we got even though i think akio uh, or sandy cleared it but uh, the 10 million fine of course it, it, it's 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 just a technical ploy uefa knew they could not lose on they they also are smart lawyers it's not like uefa brought a bunch of jokers to to cast they also are smart lawyers they knew they, the lawyers oh. must have seen the case they knew the minute they saw it that we can't win this uh you know the uefa have just done this to keep the elite happy to show that we are strong we are against man city they are evil 
they knew it's not going to hold but they knew that they can that they can find us guilty of a small technicality which is nothing to do with disguising funds so that somewhere the public perception will say okay uh, yeah man city were guilty of whatever uh, it's it's literally a technical thing you cannot argue against they can bring this against anyone and it would agree because no club is going to self incriminate themselves no club is going to do that no club is going to give you say okay yeah here is everything and each and everything from my side because there is no club on earth which is 100% clean yeah there is no company there is no there is no uh, corporation uh, there is no uh, small business large business there is nothing that's clean so i'm not saying man city are 100% clean but all i'm saying is that man city are exactly the same as everyone else in terms of their financials in terms of their sponsorships in terms of everything so the fact that we have been singled out each and every time uh, is nothing but a ploy to stop us like i said earlier uh, it's a ploy they are just so scared that we have the best manager in the world uh, it's not debatable it's just not debatable everyone agrees that is the best manager in the world even if they don't say it everyone knows that we play rolls royce football and uh, only pep can make you play that we have unbelievably good players the second best player in the world kevin de bruyne the second best player in the world we have unlimited money which we choose not to spend so that we don't become complete a holes because uh, we can if we want to we choose not mm. to we choose to stay in our limits we can pay everyone 300 400k a week and we can get each and every player we want but we don't do that because we want to build something different we don't want to become psg who just want to st- sign star players for for clout which they do get they they sign uh, big big stars and they get a lot of clout and they get a lot of uh, you know a lot of pr and they get a lot of uh, social media uh, uh, coverage and everything good for them that's what they want we want trophies we want good football we want to create a global force of the sport uh, we want to create a brand synonymous with good football that is what we can have and will do and this is what is shaking everyone else to the core yeah one point i'd like to make on this whole thing is people think that you know we we got oil money and stuff we got shakes for our owners but which shake in his right mind would just want to invest and invest and invest and invest invest money in anything you know if it's right now it's a club right now it's man city who just want to keep sinking money into something because honestly winning the champions league the prize money that comes from that is not enough to cover a 1 billion or 2 billion investment obviously the owners at the club have they have invested i won't deny that but they've invested to ensure that a proper system is made and you know you you got a real machine that makes money for you and it's exactly what man city is doing you know they're running it like a business and it is a very successful business now and like you guys have mentioned people are scared that we're succeeding yeah i got to disagree with with kd exactly the same i think we have bigger fans i think we i think we played that investments we didn't pay 90 million for lukaku or whatever they did we didn't pay every, everyone at some point of time has made the right investments and that's why they're big today Exactly. Uh, so you know so this is just our time uh, we yeah. also made some horrible investments as a club uh, prior owners have made some really bad investments we've been a up and down club and our fans are proud of it our local fans of course we are we're relatively new uh, we're relatively new to football many of us uh, most of us in fact 
and uh, but our, fan, our fans are proud of our history and uh, you know no history history is never just you don't just talk about the triumphs you also talk about the losses you also talk about uh, the scandals and the, and, and the good days and the bad days and that's what history is and uh, we have a very proud and loud history uh, we all know we have the highest uh, attendance outside Wembley which no one can t- take away from us the 80,000 at Stoke in the 1930s hmm. we know that we've uh, saved Manchester United from liquidation uh, by diluting Manchester Central we know uh, we gave them a stadium uh, to play in when uh, they didn't have their own due to uh, the world war and everything so uh, we know we won a trophy before most of these clubs we know we have a European trophy uh, which most people don't know outside city uh, fans so you know uh, to say that we don't have history when in fact there's so many clubs which have never won a trophy who are in the premier league they've never won a trophy even before sheikh masood bought us we had a good uh, decent cabinet of trophies so we were already one of the elite clubs of course we were not one of the elite clubs in europe but we were one of the elite clubs in uh, in in england and uh, you know uh, we everyone has their period in time uh, nottingham forest is wiped out they were they had their time uh, blackburn had their time uh, united made the right investments for long term project and uh, back then and now we have made the right investments for a long term project now yeah so one point i think akio you can comment on this um look it all boils down to money right this entire investigation is about how we illegally got money but people are saying we bought our success you know and i think that is just a terrific insult because it completely takes away how good our players and coach are in, instead of saying if you can buy, actually buy a trophy you don't need players but players actually had to play and there are a lot of good signings lot of big money signings lot of uh, you know Uh, purported players who were supposed to be excellent or the next messi but they haven't succeeded and ours have so do you don't you think it's a huge insult to our players if you just say that we bought a trophy by putting money at it okay okay i'll i'll, I'll comment on it I'm, i'm always ready to talk um i don't think that's an insult okay oh, yeah, sure i think it's a, it's a, it's a fact to some extent uh we have a bought our success of course how else do you buy how else do you get success uh, you know uh, if you don't buy every every team which has long term success has made uh, bought players whether for less or more and some have bought for a lot united spent like 30 million on uh, rio ferdinand in what what year it would probably equal to like 150 or 200 million now uh, liverpool uh, in their early mm-hmm. uh, in the 80s uh, were consistently buying the best players from other teams and even if they didn't need them just so the competition would not have uh, good players so uh, we have uh, bought uh, you know uh, our success to some extent uh, it's not easy to buy success uh, money is not enough uh, you need to have the right plan you need to have the right people behind it you need to have the right ideology behind it you need to have the right people uh, the right fans the right everything the right uh, infrastructure for it to come to fruition otherwise a lot of clubs are uh, no offense to everton i i respect them but uh, you know they're trying to buy success <laughs> they're failing uh, massively at the moment and uh, milan has been you know they succeeded early on but uh, for for decades but now they're failing to buy success and uh, many clubs are just spending but they're not able to buy success so buying success is an art 
and our owners are uh, experts at it uh, they are artists who have bought bought our success and there's nothing to be ashamed about because all the clubs at certain point of time have bought their success uh, once you bought that success it's up to it's it's up to you whether you make it sustainable or not we have made it sustainable and now we don't need to buy anything now we're just part of now it's just a cycle it's a cycle which works it functions well and uh, no ca- uh, no uh, uefa and no uh, manchester united arsenal liverpool uh, can do anything to us because now we are on that uh, we're on that flight and uh, nothing nothing can take us down yeah nothing can stop us now yeah uh, akio you get back with you now and um, okay we can take talk about something else which how do you think our behavior in the transfer market is going to be you know, now that we got the verdict and that we're in the champions league next next season yeah i think um, like oh it's it, it's positive i mean we are going to definitely go all guns blazing we have a lot of people that we want to replace uh, they're talking about i mean immediately on the day of the transfer i mean the day of the court case itself uh rumors started coming out straight away that city are looking for a left winger and a guy who's running down his contract at his current club uh, that's presumably ferran torres and uh, again more concrete leaks came out of kulibali and now suddenly we are linked to uh, nathan ake david alaba and it's just piling up and this was expected um i was i, I mean i used to say it on my twitter as well that i think things are going to be kept low key until the of course the verdict comes out and writers i mean rightly so when the verdict dropped straight away the uh, links started coming back again so i think we're going to strengthen um i think we have uh, i mean we are definitely going to strengthen we are definitely going to go down even for the center back we're probably going to go down the marquee route uh, we have tried the young and potential center back like with stones and uh, stefan savage and matia nastasic and all these other center backs even mangala we've gone down this young route of a young center back with potential who could be built up into the next company and we failed it a couple of times so i think now city is ready to finally go for the marquee signing and um, uh, someone like kulibali who has experience who's in his prime at 28 would be the perfect fit for that and it's just like it's just like kd said um we can throw money we can throw lots of money and we have lots of money we can we can throw 150 million at mbappe we can throw 200 million at lewandowski we can do whatever we want let's be honest this we have no um, limitations when it comes to money but that's not our agenda uh, the media is trying to portray us as some sort of villains who are just here to buy players and take them away and you know ride into the sunset with them but that's not how it is uh, even when we got the 500 million uh, by selling 10% of uh, cfg group it straight away come out it straight away came out the very next day that uh, the city group wants to invest that money into other clubs we want to buy other clubs it did go into actually um, purchasing a stake in mumbai city it did go it is going to be going into building a new stadium for new york city fc because that's what we want to do we just want to play beautiful football we want to create a beautiful brand we want to empower football all over the world and that's what we are using our money for if we actually had an agenda of you know just buying things around and ruining and disrupting the elites and all that why didn't we pay 75 million for virgil van dijk are you trying to tell me that 15 million a difference of 15 million was our 
was a like you know like a big factor for man city do you think that uh, the 60 million that they offered do you think that 15 million was a lot for a guy who's sitting on a throne of 1 billion pounds it's not at all not at all we could have bought van dijk we could have bought maguire but there's a reason we are capping our players at 60 million there's a reason we have a very very strict uh, wage structure there's only there's only actually four players that are above earning above 180k at our club that's uh, aguero david silva kdb and sterling uh, the rest of them are the, the rest of them are all earning below 180 um, they all earning between 90 to about 150 160 nobody's earning more than that and the reason i'm bringing this up is because we were linked with uh, david alaba and david alaba is is right now paid uh, been paid uh, 170k at bayern per week so can you imagine if we had to get him over here he would automatically be our fifth highest earner at the club so i'm just trying to give you i'm just trying to give you a kind of idea of how exactly city handle their wages how they go into the transfer market we are not just throwing money around we are not paying uh, players millions and millions of pounds we are going about it in a very systematic way we are following the norms we are we do not want to disrupt the market we do not want to you know bring other clubs down we want to do it with what we are doing on the pitch and i think this transfer season uh this transfer window is going to be quite monumental i think we are going to drop in some big players um we are going to get rid of a few other players who are aging and not fitting the system and we are going to go again and uh, i think again just to touch on the point that uh, sandy had brought up about pep wanting to actually um, you know pep wanting people to fear man city the way he's come out the way he's spoken um the kind of uh, rage in his belly the fire in his belly i think you know we we need to we need to definitely again this is a point of both sandy and kedi we want to we need to start incorporating our history into the way we play football um they usually say that you're nothing compared to bayern munich you're nothing compared to a barcelona or a real madrid it's not there's there's a difference between decorated history and history there are two different things completely we may not be having the decorated history but we do have history and we have a lots of it just like kdb said you want to just like kd said sorry you want to talk about attendances we have attendance records um, somewhere in the 80s we were we had a bigger attendance than in the second division than liverpool had in the first division you want about you want to talk about trophies we won a european trophy we were only the fourth club to do it you want to talk about uh, fans somewhere in the 1920s we were voted as the biggest fan base in england 1920 i'm talking about 100 years ago uh, we've had the facilities we've had the stadiums uh, united couldn't play in europe because they did not have floodlights for their stadium city had floodlights so city allowed united to lose use their stadium for their first ever european game like can you even imagine all this can you imagine a club having this much history but we just get overshadowed because people say oh you've not won trophies oh we won 30 trophies some 40 50 years ago but you won only 5 6 like it just doesn't make sense at all and i think that's what pep wants because pep said it yesterday in his press conference he said he said if if we had to get banned and if we had to be dropped to league 2 or whatever as the people were saying i would stay here i would be here we have a history and it might not be a great history or a big history but we have a history and i love it so i think that statement is very powerful because i think when you when you are a part of manchester city football club nobody is going to understand our history like how we do 
we as the fans or the players or the ex players like paul dikov and blah blah or the managers nobody is going to understand our history unless you actually connected with city and pep i think in the last 4 years has completely understood that and i think the way he wants to go forward is he wants to buy a few players to replace the ones we've lost and he actually wants to use our history and our rich history that we have merge the two together and go forward to become a superpower so i think that's a really good move and i think i'd say that this whole case and the verdict was a blessing in disguise for us my uh, thing is that uh, i think we are just beginning now the club this is like just the start i think this is the kick we needed the motivation we needed and i just see us hitting new levels after this verdict it's 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 like the entire world was against us and we've beat them all and now we go on the pitch and we do the same thing yeah absolutely so thanks guys thanks akio yes. and thanks kd for joining us no worries it was a yeah, pleasure thank you always a pleasure thank you sandy also thank you for joining us <laughs> yeah and we'll see you guys next yeah, episode cheers and keep tuning into the bengaluru citizens podcast channel this is puneet signing off <laughs>